Well, you might recall it wasn't too, too long ago. It was in, well, around April. There was an announcement from Health Minister Adrian Dix that B.C. will become the first province in Canada to set rules that govern how many patients each nurse can take care of. And at the time, the announcement was made saying that this is part of the effort to keep nurses from becoming burnt out, from leaving the profession, and that the province would be spending about $750 million over three years and that money would be used to hire thousands of nurses to make sure that these ratios could be met. Now, at the time, this was called groundbreaking. It was being applauded by many, saying this will help, it will improve patient care, and it will reduce the workloads many nurses are facing in the workplace. Well, has anything changed when it comes to nurse-to-patient ratios? Joining me now to talk more about this is Adrian Gear, the president of the BC Nurses Union. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, what is the, the status of this, or has anything changed? I know it's, it's over a number of years, but uh, what is happening with the nurse-patient ratios? Um, well, I can say that certainly preliminary work is, is underway. Um, BCNU is working directly with the Ministry of Health and uh, the health authorities on uh, determining uh, what ratios will be in different care areas. Um, you know, certainly like medical surgical units, for example, uh, emergency departments, ICU, um, you know, all the different areas that you would typically, uh, you know, experience in an an acute care facility. And uh, once we've done that, then we'll certainly move on to other areas such as um, home and community and long-term care. But at this stage, it's, it's, it's foundational work. Um, we have not uh, actually identified the, the ratios or had them implemented as of yet. And is that surprising at all? Or is it, again, this well, this was laid out as a, a multi-year plan and that it would take a lot of money? And, and even at the time, there were a lot of questions as to it sounds great on paper, but where do you find the nurses to, to make these ratios? Is there any surprise that, that there hasn't been much, much done or, or much uh, progress made at this point? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we, we've all gone into this knowing that it's, it's important to, to do this right. Um, there, there is absolutely an unprecedented nursing shortage, uh, not only in this province, but right across Canada, in fact, globally. So this is going to be a challenge. Um, at this point, you know, we know that we're, at, you know, at least 5,000 nurses short. Um, there are some things that are they're underway in terms of reducing some barriers uh, to credential um, internationally educated nurses, so, so newcomers to, to our province. Uh, and, you know, there have been some additional seats to domestically train nurses. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it is a drop in the bucket. We, we need many more nurses. And, and I think the area where um, it's important that we stay very focused is actually retaining the nurses that we have. We continue to lose nurses from uh, from our province, from, from the profession, uh, due to the, the current working conditions. And so I can't underscore enough that that is very important work, that we actually really look to the health authorities to ensuring that they are addressing, you know, health and safety issues, doing everything they can to address workload, you know, bringing in other supports to um, support nurses so that nurses can actually focus on taking care of patients and not be, um, you know, required to deal with what we would call non-nursing duties. And so there's certainly a lot more that we want to see that the, the health authorities do uh, while we continue this important work of, of identifying ratios, uh, recruiting uh, nurses, um, you know, to the province and, and working towards implementation. But we are, we are definitely a ways out.
And when you talk about the vacancies, and and sorry, was the number you said around was it around five thousand, or it's it's more than five thousand? It is. It is more than um, five thousand, depending on you know your data source. But uh, most recently, um, uh, uh, Stats Canada uh, actually shows that we have uh, five thousand eight hundred twenty-five nurse vacancies across BC, and so that will be licensed practical nurses, registered nurses, and psychiatric nurses. And do you know how that number compares as far as is that the, the most it's ever been? Or how does that compare to, to what would we would normally be seeing when it comes to nurse vacancies? That rate has, has actually increased, which is very concerning. Um, I, I believe this data is reported out quarterly. And, and so this, this has gone up uh, by a few, a few hundred nurses and certainly uh, exponentially since 2019, which, you know, was, was pre-pandemic. And so, uh, you know, very concerning. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that needs to be addressed for sure. So how realistic is it to think that, and, and I know you went through the different things that could be done and what health authorities need to be focusing on, but with, with more than, than 5,800 nurse vacancies in BC, how realistic is it that, that BC is going to be able to hire those nurses and to bring in those ratios that were promised? Well, I think it's it's going to take longer than what we would like to see. I mean, nurses uh, continue to have, you know, very difficult working conditions. Um, you know, nurses on any given day are, are dealing with uh, short staffing that, you know, could be as poor as, you know, only 50% of the nurses required on a, on a particular unit, for example. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, might be caring for over-census patients, which means more patients than there should be on the unit. And so in terms of a timeline, like I, 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 I don't have a have a crystal ball, but I do know that in other jurisdictions where ratios, you know, once they had been determined, once um, you know implementation started, uh, nurses returned, and and that's what we're actually really counting on. And so when we look to um, California, for example, that has had uh, ratios for many years, um, uh, Australia, uh, they have uh, ratios as well. Uh, many nurses actually return. And so nurses that retired early, you know, new grads that um, maybe started their career and thought, forget this, I'm, you know, this isn't what I've signed up for. Mid-career nurses that, you know, went to other industry actually returned. And so that's where we we remain hopeful and, and optimistic that, um, you know, once we can demonstrate that this work is is underway that we will have nurses uh, return return to the profession and so we're counting on that in conjunction with increasing uh, the number of seats and, and domestically uh, trained nurses and and also welcoming uh, international education educated nurses to this province uh, we we hope that you know we're going to have an impact and, and make working conditions better for nurses but also make the patient care experience and ensure that patients get get the care that they require that's so important which uh, makes a lot of sense when when you talk about that as well and i know that there has been a lot of attention paid recently also to emergency departments that have closed temporarily and and the service disruptions because there, there simply hasn't been the staff not that that's all nurses but because there just hasn't been the staff in those places are there different parts of the province do you think that would be able to bring this in sooner in that i can't imagine the ratios would suddenly be in place right across the province but are there different areas that you think are more likely or more able to reach that goal first? Well, I, I can tell you that our, our approach is to look at uh, medical and surgical units 
first. That is that is our, our primary focus. I think where we're where we could potentially see the most impact would be in communities that are, are smaller, more rural remote. If we can ensure safe staffing levels, not only is that better for the nurses, but that's better for those patients in those communities. So in terms of impact, my you know best guess would be that we're going to see the most benefit in some of those smaller communities. Uh, but that, that is my opinion. And as it is now, and I know that there there has been information released or, or put out there from the Canadian Institute for Health Information on uh, things like overtime and, and burnout, as it is now, is it pretty normal for nurses to be asked to work overtime or to work double shifts and to, to, to be in those scenarios where we, we do see either burnout or injury? Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, you're, you're referencing high data and from 2021 to 2022, there was a 50% increase in overtime hours worked. Uh, and so like that's significant. Uh, our nurses put in a situation where, um, well, I mean, in theory, we don't have mandatory overtime, but do nurses find themselves in situations where they can't leave because, you know, maybe they're the only nurse, um, Absolutely. And that is is very uh, that's a very stressful situation to be in. Uh, Maybe, you know, you've got kids at home that you need you need to get home to or or aging parents or the fact that you've already worked 12 hours and you're actually, you know, just really tired and you need to go home and rest because you're coming in the next day. So these situations that require nurses to work overtime, uh, it's not good for the nurse. Um, it's it, it it costs the taxpayers dollar taxpayers a lot because of course you're paying overtime rates and it would just be really better if we didn't have a system that was so reliant on overtime uh, and also agency nurses we're we're also seeing you know huge um, like a real shift in terms of utilization of of agency nursing which is you know privatized nursing services and in this province alone. Uh, we went from $8.7 million in spending uh, from uh, 2018 to 2019. And then that number went up to $64 million uh, for, in years 2021 to 2022. So definitely from a, um, also from a sort of a stewardship of, of, the, of the public purse, I think that we could do better. Um, you know, we need to invest in quality workplaces. We need to support nurses. We need to create environments in which nurses want to, want to return or, or stay in the profession. And and that's how we get ourselves out of this. All right. Well, I know you are in Victoria and uh, pushing for this as well. Adrian, we will leave it there for today, but thanks so much for making the time. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.